Welcome back to another episode of Literally Disturbed. I'm Katie. And I'm Brittany. So in this podcast, um, one of us will tell a true crime story. And the other tells a paranormal. And then we switch. But that's what you're going to get today, is a true crime yeah. and a paranormal story. Yes. So we are going to start out. We Okay, so let's just be real, guys. For those of you that follow us currently, you know, this, you know what this episode's about, all right? I don't think that we could have not done our next episode on her. Right. You know, um, but we are going to talk about Gabby Petito and this. <sighs> I let Brittany do it. I, you know, I. So I'm I'm taking my true crime and giving it to her this week. So yeah, next she... week, well, the week after next, I'll be doing my true crime. Yes. Next week we're doing the listener Listener story. It'll be all in one day, but anyways. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> Listen, it's been a week, okay? It's been some crazy things happening. So, okay. First of all, I want to I wanna make a note and say that there's been a lot of talk about this case and people who are covering it and their intentions behind it. And I just want to make a note before I, before I jump into this. This is a sensational story. For, for, for many reasons, for the fact that they were a part of this YouTube channel where they documented their journey and this van and, and turning it into their little home and this young couple journeying across America and blah, 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 going out into the desert and hiking and they went on all kinds of adventures, okay? So before she before this even happened, she had attention, okay? There was attention on Gabby Petito before this. She already year. had a social media yes, platform. right. And there was a lot of people following her, okay? And the the fact that, well, we'll get more into all the details, obviously, but there's so many things that has happened since this news has, has broke that has had everybody like, what the hell? Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's rewind and, and let's pay attention to, or let's make a note of where we're at in, in today's society. Okay. Mainstream media for most people is a turnoff. We know that it, that those people are bought by people to say and report on what they are told to report on. Okay. It's all very biased. Very few reporters actually say what they believe in. You know, the few brave ones that break the silence usually get in trouble. And people are turning more to other content creators, other people who do things like true crime and paranormal for paranormal cases, etc. This is where we are getting our content and our information from now. Okay. Newspapers and report in news stations have been doing this for decades. They do it on every sensational story. This is, it's, it's human psychology for us to be invested in this because it is such a crazy case. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before anyone wants to jump on the whole, anyone, and this goes for anyone, not if you're just, not even just if you're directing this towards us, but to any content creator. Yes, they're going to talk about it because that's what they do. That's how they make a living. Okay. You know? Yeah. And we want to find details that you may not have found elsewhere so that way you can just say, hey, let's check out Literally Disturbed and see what they have to say on this case because we know that they're going to go find details and facts and we can just go look there for all this information, you yeah. know? Anyway, so I just wanted to say that because I've seen a lot of com- – and not, not directed towards us necessarily just because, I mean – we haven't really posted much that's controversial, you know, but I've seen it a lot in a lot of the groups like the what happened to Gabby group, which, by the way, if you are the creators of this group, the admin of this group, please change your freaking name because happened is not spelled H-A-P-P-E-N-D. OK, and it drives me freaking bonkers every <laughs> single time that name pops up in my newsfeed. OK, like it's just, if you're going to have a massive group full of Hundreds of thousands of people. At least spell it right. At least we caught our oopsie right when we did it. Okay? Yeah. 
<laughs> we did have an oopsie on our group, okay? But And actually, I took official completely off because we didn't even really need yeah. that. Anyways, so now that that's out of the way, let's get into the story because that is what we're here for. Part of what we're here for. We're here for Katie's paranormal too before she gets sad. <laughs> Please stick around. It's not that long. She's got a she's got a good one for you. Okay. Obviously, we know that Ryan and Gabby were off on this, you know, this little adventure, and they were doing their van <coughs> life vlog. Yes, doing their van life vlog, and so they left New York. And the van, for those of you who aren't aware and haven't seen every freaking picture of their van, <laughs> it's a white 2012 Ford Transit Connect van, which they converted the whole back into like a like living quarters. And it's actually pretty cute the way that she had it set up. Anyway, so uh, her actual quote that she wrote on an Instagram post says, there's no place like the tiny home we built. Okay, so I'm going to go through a lot of, we're going to go through the timeline and we're going to discuss different points as we come upon each event okay and we're going to discuss theories there's going to be a lot of theories in this episode but we are not saying that they are factual we are discussing them because honestly none of us fucking know we don't know what happened here we just know what very little information the media has decided to disclose to us which I promise you we don't know like anything but okay so there are going to be theories we're going to talk about it and I wanted I was really hoping (laughs) That we could wait, and by the time we did this episode, he would be found. That was what I was hoping for, so we could kind of have a semi-conclusive episode, but it's not going to be that way, obviously, because we don't don't know where Brian Landry is. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so on July 8th through 11th, 2021, they first went to Colorado Springs and then on to Great Sand Dunes National Park and Preserve. Turning this Ford Transit, this is another quote from her, okay? She wrote this on July 11th, which was during this, where she was in this location. Turning this Ford Transit essentially into a camper was such an adventure in itself, but I couldn't love the way it turned out more. All the places it brought us so far have been amazing. As soon as we got to the Great Sand Dunes, I didn't want to leave. There was so much to hike. I'm so grateful we got such an awesome spot to spend the night and surf the dunes. And the night sky here was insane. Never seen so many stars. On July 16th, Gabby posts a photo on Instagram from Zion National Park in Utah. They visited the sprawling park for a few days, according to her post that she shared. The past two nights camping in Zion have been so cold, literally, she wrote. We hiked up here in about 100 degree weather, and it was so nice coming back to our campsite. Watching the sky fill with dark clouds and view the lightning storm and the nice cool air of the light rain. So on July 21st through 22nd, she traveled to Rice Canyon National Park, which is known for its beautiful rock formations. And I think one of the main photos going around of her is her with that, you know, the big like arch ring. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so that was when they were there. On July 26th, Gabby shares images from Mystic Hot Springs in Monroe, Utah. Was that the bathtub picture? Yes. Um, um, It says she shared several images of her soaking in what appears to be a tub in Mystic Hot Springs. I don't know why, but that grossed me out. Uh, sitting in that tub. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. I took a very relaxing nap here, she wrote. Oh, so apparently she, she stayed was a while. cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On August 12th, could you imagine, though, just being able to be like, I'm going to chill and take a nap here for a little while. Just like random, just rusty on the next, yeah, bathtub. exploring and be like, it's a cool place to chill. Yeah. I'm take a nap. Anyways. Sorry, I'm a pessimist. That's <laughs> uh, all right. On August 12th, this is when police encounter out right outside Arches National Park in Utah and Moab pull over Gabby and Brian. Okay. This moment is when I was invested in this 
case because yeah I'd seen some stuff about it and whatever and obviously this happened we didn't get this footage until way later so even right. though we're talking about it first we didn't know about it until later and we didn't we saw the footage and what the police report had said but we didn't see we didn't hear the 911 call either right so that right. was a that was another story too right when I saw this footage Katie I I like I died inside like my soul was out because she did not stop crying that entire time. There was not a moment on the footage that I saw where she was not crying. And to have that much pain inside. And obviously we know there was an altercation before. Mm-hmm. And we know that tensions have been building. Let's talk about, but okay, so at this point, there are theories that before, right before this happened, they were at a restaurant, okay? And in this restaurant, there have been um, employees that have come forward and said that Brian was like a total total asshole like to all the employees I don't know exactly what happened but there was an altercation like him and Gabby were fighting and he ended up taking out on the staff I guess right and, and there was something with the hostess as yeah well. yeah and like to the point to where like he like he left and then he even came back to yell at her some more oh. or something yeah and I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure that's what happened but from my understanding and from what and again these are theories I don't know all the exact facts because we can say, you know, anyone can say, hey, I was a waitress that day and this is what happened. But they said that one of the things that they argued about a lot, obviously, was money and time because he wanted to just go and be exploring and hiking and be out there doing it. But she also knew what it took for them to be able to continue doing this was for her to be successful on her social media platform. Right. Right. In order for her to be able to fund this trip, this was her idea. This was her thing. This is which this is her dream. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was coming with her, but he kept making it from my impression, he was making it about himself. Like okay. this is what yeah. I want to do. And she's like, no, this is what we have to do for you to be able to do that. Yeah. And he wasn't understanding that because he wanted to be in control. And when she was taking the reins, he didn't like that. You know, I think honestly, I think he saw that she actually could do this. And the fact that they've been together in what was very clearly a volatile relationship before they even went on this journey together, you Mm -hmm. know, I honestly think that that like if he is what everybody says he is, he's clearly a narcissist, right? Like that's that's the consensus. He is a narcissistic asshole and narcissists want control. And if they're not in control, that's when they lose it. And if he Mm -hmm. sees her like, okay, well, she gets rich and famous on this social media platform that she is building. She doesn't need him anymore. Right. There's zero control left. Yeah. I honestly think that that played a lot into what happened and how, again, this is just a theory. (laughs) Okay. Just want to reiterate this. But okay. So they were at the restaurant and he was ready to go, but she was staying there. I don't know if it was to use the Wi-Fi or she was just... It was just a place to be inside and not in the van, you know, yeah. or what. She, but she was working on the website, working on the, the video content. And he was ready to go and she wasn't. And then there was something to do with money. Like, I don't know if she wanted to spend more money or he wanted to spend more money or what exactly it was. But there was a money argument. And that's what started. That was the precursor to them getting pulled over. Okay. okay. From the restaurant to where they got pulled over. I don't know how far that was or... You know, I don't know if they were just arguing in the car. But when the 911 call came in, they were outside of the van. Like in a parking lot. Yes. Yeah. And from my understanding, basically he was telling her, like, I'm not fucking taking you. Any, like, I'm not, like, basically, like, I'm not going to sit here and fucking fight with you. I'm, d- like, 
whatever the argument was about, they were fighting, and that led up to the 911 call and them seeing her jump in the van, like him shut the door, lock the door, and her jump through the window. Because she thought he was going to leave it. Yes, and that was her fear, that he was just going to leave her out in the middle of fucking nowhere and literally take off with everything she has. And if he's being crazy and they've been fighting and if they've had a crazy relationship before, he probably has done it before. And so she had or something similar to make her think that this is an actual possibility of him leaving me here stranded. Right. You know, because why the fuck else would you jump into him to a vehicle through the window? Right. You know what I mean? So in in that 911 call. And if you want to go on to most of the stuff, not most of it, but there's a lot of the stuff that we're covering that's on our on our Facebook page. If you want to go back and look at different articles and videos. But there is a 911 video, and that actually has audio where you can hear the man. And he is saying that he witnessed Brian hitting Gabby. I believe his words were he struck the girl or struck the young woman yeah. or whatever it was. But before we had that, it was that Gabby was slapping <clears throat> him. Yes. Before we got the 911 right. call, everyone thought that Gabby was the one, which she was, obviously, because she, he had scratch marks. Right. But she wasn't the only one involved in right. this. It but wasn't just... It wasn't just crazy girlfriend being crazy uh-huh. and beating up the, the man, you know. They called it a mental, what was it? A, <sighs> mental breakdown yeah. or something like Psychiatric that. Psychiatric breakdown or something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and that could be, I'm not saying that that's not part of what happened. I mean, it is very possible. She, a lot of us, we deal with mental illness. We know what the fuck it's like when your brain is like so bananas and you're like, I know this is bad shit, mm-hmm. but I don't know how to stop it. You but know? it's just the fact that the 911 caller told the operator yes. that he saw him, yes. Brian, hit Gabby, and that was nowhere in the police no. report. And nowhere. She, and she didn't mention mm-hmm. it either. So you know that she was scared. Oh, totally. And so she was trying to take the blame mm-hmm. because she didn't want him mad at her because the police got called on it. And right. He, you know, like there was probably a lot of manipulation, mental oh, manipulation definitely. behind that. Very so much that so. It's probably why she's sobbing as well. Because you can tell, like, there was one point in the video where he was talking to one of the officers and was like, she's crazy, man, or something like that. Like, she's crazy, right? And they kind of just, like, did the little broski thing, you know? Yeah. Like, ah, crazy girlfriend, just, yeah, you know, whatever. And she, the entire time, took the blame for everything. It was yeah. my fault. I was hitting him. I distracted him. You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I only hit him to get his attention or something. I don't remember exactly. But everything was her. She took the blame for everything. Not him. Mm-hmm. He couldn't be a fucking man and be like, yeah, we were having an argument. And we weren't fucking paying attention. And honestly, if that was the case, they would have been let go anyways. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, there was no reason for him to not take accountability in that argument. If he wasn't an asshole. Exactly. Yeah, that that body or that cam, body cam footage from the pole, like, when they got pulled over, that... I didn't watch it. I didn't. I honestly don't know that you should. <laughs> yeah, in my pregnant state, no. I just have been trying to not expose yourself to yeah. those things. And I think that's a great idea because I don't know that I will ever get her face out of my head. When her name is mentioned, I will think of that yeah. that that footage. I do know. So they were separated that night. So right. she, she he, took the van. So, oh, she took the van, was put in the mm. um hotel and then he was taken and put in his own hotel by the police see i heard that he was put in the hotel and that she was supposed to stay in the van i didn't know that she but i don't know she might have gotten because i also heard that she got a hotel too either one of those they were separated that night right but she took the van yeah the police took him right and then safety and see and i understand that because i think that's in that incident they could very clearly there's only any good cop 
is going to understand that you have to operate within the law. You yeah. know, there's only certain things that you can do. And they didn't witness anything, you know, and she took the blame. He was like, well, they weren't trying to press charges against each other. But they did understand, look, this, they're clearly fighting enough to where, you know, they're fucking running off the road, running into curbs. Because yeah. that's why, that's they how they found them. They needed to be separated yeah. that night. And that would give them a chance to calm down and just, you know, Gather when you're in those and... moments with each other and you get so consumed in that feeling it is so hard to pull yourself out of it. So I think that that, look, I'm not a police officer and I can't tell you how I would have handled that situation because I don't, I wasn't there. I don't know, you know, and I don't know. We know the information from the 911 call and we saw what was on the footage, but we don't know what else was discussed. We don't, we don't know what was lost because obviously something was lost in translation between the operator and the police because right. they didn't know that he was hitting her exactly. as well. Yeah. The dispatchers, they just relay the information they don't actually give them the actual audio right and that's so why we yeah. don't know what was relayed. right yeah so you know i think that they did do they did do what they could in that circumstance maybe they could have done better and i guarantee you that those officers involved they will question that day for the rest of their lives oh, for sure you know whether they did it right or whether you know they could have done something different doing something wrong would have just been sending them on their way and not doing anything right you know uh, on August, so okay, so that was August 12th, right? Was when the, the police encounter was on August 12th. Okay. So now we're going to fast forward seven, so a week later, now this is August 19th. There was a video uploaded to YouTube featuring Van Life Journey. A video posted to the YouTube channel Van Life showed uh, Gabby enjoying herself on a series of adventures in their white van. After our first cross-country trip in a little Nissan Sentra, we both decided to downsize our lives and travel full-time. But trying to fit everything for two people into that tiny little trunk of a car, also spending way too much on gas, food, and Airbnb, was not the road to take. We quickly realized that we had to come up with a solution if we wanted to continue traveling and living nomadically. So that's why we handcrafted our own tiny van. A simple 2012 Ford Transit Connect, utilizing space with unique designs and features creating a space for both artistic expression and distance hiking. Thank you so much for watching. We hope that you tag along our journey wherever the van takes us. Okay, so then on August 25th, this was a final Instagram photo and phone call to her family. The photo appeared to be from Utah, and uh, her mother, she called Nicole, Nicole Schmidt, said that her, her daughter called her from Grand Teton National Park. That was the last time that they ever heard from her. Like, legit, her voice knew it was her. Yes. Okay. Okay, so on August 27th, Gabby reportedly told her friend on Snapchat that she was headed to Yellowstone National Park. Separately, so I guess another unnamed friend told the son that she and Gabby were planning to speak on August 29th about meeting up, like, meeting up there, saying she was supposed to call me on my birthday, and we were going to figure it all out then because her trip wasn't on schedule. And then... So the son is the newspaper, right? Yeah, basically, they plan on meeting up together because I guess she, I want to say that she was doing kind of the same thing. It like, was her so, birthday. Right. And yeah. they were going to meet up. But because her her trip wasn't on schedule, like she wasn't exactly sure when the timing would be. So they were going to they were planning to more call. Of a plan, but it was wasn't... a plan to plan is right. what it was. OK, it's like one of those like, yeah, let's have coffee. We're in the same city. Let's have coffee, and then you never do. Listen, if any of my friends are listening to this right now, this is a very good segue into why I suck at calling you and hanging out with you. Okay? Things just happen. Life I am just the way that I am. Doing this podcast is socialization enough for me. (laughs) Even though she's just talking to me. 
Yeah. But I talked to y'all, so it kind of feels like it. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Then. They never met lobby. up. No. So they didn't meet up. So this was August 27th, right? August 27th is when the plan to plan happened. The 29th is when they were supposed to meet up. Like when they were planning to meet Planned, up. Plan. Planning to plan to meet up. Okay. On August 30th, Gabby's mother receives a strange text message. Nicole said that she received a message from her daughter that read, No signal in Yosemite. By the way, I hate that freaking word. And this is totally just from a reading brain. I don't know. But every time I see that word, because the way it's spelled, I say Yosemite in my head. And this is like, yes. (laughs) And I know that that's not what that word is. Like, I know that that's not what that word is. (laughs) But I was talking about it the other day, and I said Yosemite. And luckily, it wasn't anybody that that was going to judge me because they just looked at me and laughed. I was like, oh. Like, I know, I know that that's not right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just don't know why it came out that way. And I did see a theory on this. Oh, okay. Apparently, and it, I'm just going off what TikTok told me. Okay. Uh-huh. And I don't remember who said this because um, there's so many videos out there right yeah. now. Um, you could just scroll on your For You page and see 10. But they said that apparently Brian mm-hmm. kept getting Yellowstone and Yosemite mixed up. Because I've done that before. Oh, yeah. You start calling something and you're like, oh, And wait, if you're not, like, super familiar with it, it's easy to, right. like. Right. So that's what apparently he had done before. And there was proof of it, like, in a video that uh-huh. maybe she had on her vlog or something like that. And so they think that that's why it said Yosemite, because Yosemite is in California. Like, that's not anywhere near where they were at or going. And so they think that he... I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so they thought that maybe it was him, obviously, texting, we know now, that it was Yosemite and not Yellowstone. So that is very interesting. I didn't make that connection. He The the message said no signal in, in Yosemite. And then her mother later told Fox News that she did not believe the text was from her daughter. On August 27th, Gabby told a friend she was headed to Yellowstone, but it was unclear if she ever made it there. So there's no plans to go to Yosemite. That's very interesting. I'm going to be hung up on that for a minute because I didn't make that connection. This is so fucking fishy. Like, mm-hmm. everything about this case is just fucking what the fuck. What the fuck happened <laughs> to this? Fucking what the fuck. For real. Like, and, and, and like all the theories, you guys, like as inter- interesting and entertaining as they are, they don't help. Because my brain, my brain has to process every fucking scenario that has happened to this girl. And there's yeah. a lot now. Yeah, <laughs> there's there a is. lot of scenarios. We That's cuss it. on the show, sorry. Oh, yeah, we didn't. If y'all, if y'all are new here, we're adults. We're grown-ass women. And we say fuck. So on September 1st, Brian comes home to Florida. Without Gabby Petito. And and not only that, okay, let's take a look. So if she was planning to meet up with her friend on the 29th, and that was their plan was to be there, why the fuck is he going to haul ass back to Florida? So let's discuss his theories on what happened between the last... Let's just go back to the last time that we know for sure that she talked to someone, which was on the 27th. That was when she talked to her friend, Okay. Right. And he came home on September 1st. So that's three days right there uh-huh. that we know that's the, th- that's the fucking period where something happened. So what, I don't know if you have this in your notes mm-hmm. and you can cut this out, but what point did he hitchhike with that girl? That's what I was about to talk okay. about. Okay. okay. That's why I was like, well, I guess this is the perfect you. time to like segue into that. But there's a theory that he, the event happened. Okay. Whatever, however it went down. He left the van 
nearby. Okay. Mm-hmm. He hiked three hours or so south. Or maybe like he hiked for three hours. That's what he says. I've been hiking for the last three hours when he got picked up. Right. Right. And so he hiked down south to say, oh, I've been out hiking. So he could say, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. And when they picked him up, his plan was for them to drive by the van, see a disheveled scene, right. and then be like, I wasn't there. What the fuck happened? Right? Yeah. But that's not what happened because they took the other route, which would uh-huh. not have. He hitchhiked, got picked up by a couple. Mm-hmm. Headed to Jackson. Jackson. And apparently all the locals know that Jackson is Jackson Hole. Okay. And so he wanted to go to Jackson in his mind because mm-hmm. he wasn't familiar with the area and he just knew that's what it was. But then once they actually said, we're going to Jackson Hole, he's like, no, get me out of here. Like, right. I need to. Right. So he dipped out, yeah. which that's suspicious, you know? Yeah. Okay. Then that's where we kind of lose the trail a little, right? Yeah. Like, we don't know exactly. Where he went after that. Right. How did he end up back at the van mm-hmm. and then all the way in Florida with the van? Correct. There's also some theories that the event happened. He tried his whole hitchhiking alibi thing. That didn't pan out. So he called his parents, panicked, and was like, this is what fucking happened. Now, I don't know if this has been confirmed. Last I checked, it hadn't. So if it has been confirmed, if this isn't true at this point in your hearing this, don't come at me. But that the Landry's bought, because they had a camper shell for their truck. Correct. And that they bought another camper shell and went on a three-day trip with that and came back without said camper shell or truck or camper shell. I think they actually bought a legit camper. It was a legit camper. And the they apparently the neighbor said that they saw them, but they came back with the camper shell because they used the camper shell. Right. And it's sitting right, right, in their driveway yeah. right now. So they didn't have that camper shell prior to this because I thought they had one they and they did. bought another one. But I think it was like an actual camper and I don't know where that's at, but I do know that the... The, the camper shell is back. Yes. yes. So it they came back with the camper shell. Okay. Okay, so whether or not they bought a new camper and that one's gone now, or it was the original camper shell and they reused it, whatever. Okay, so they... But regardless, they went on a three-day camping trip. Correct. And they came back with the camper shell, but no sign of Brian. Right. Okay. So that's... That's suspicious. So because of that, there are theories that they went and disposed of the body, got the van, cleaned it out, made sure there was no sort of evidence or whatever, and then basically started formulating a plan. And probably set him up somewhere to where right. he could survive for a while. Because there, first of all, since he first arrived on September 1st, like I, there was a note from a neighbors that said, I saw Gabby or I saw Brian, come home. I didn't see Gabby, but I assumed she was already inside. And I didn't think anything of it. Like, yeah, just assumed she was in there. But he saw he saw Brian when he first came back. Okay. Yeah. That, as far as we know, outside of his family, it was the last sighting of Brian. Yes. Okay. So we don't know where the fuck he, like, we don't know if he came back with them. I don't think that he came. Obviously, he didn't come back with them. So when they left on that three-day trip is whenever he... Dip the fuck out, which yeah. I, from my understanding was over a week before they reported him quote unquote missing. Right. So that gives him a week head start regardless of, and we'll get onto theories of where the fuck Brian is right now later, but you know, that's, that's a, that's a good head start. Nobody even knows at this point, like that she's missing. They can't, that's another thing. There's a lot of people frustrated about the fact that they didn't re- like her parents didn't report her missing for so long 
But when it comes to cases on people being on vacation, there's a certain amount of time that you have to wait before you can report a person missing. And you have to confirm that they're not still on vacation. Right. Yeah. Which I think kind of kind of is a flashback to our our fellow that went down to Mexico and went on a bender with his yeah. buddies for, for yes. reasons like that, you know? Yes. And her parents are in New York, too. So it's not right. like they live with them and they could confirm that she just didn't come home. Right. Exactly. And who knows what his parents were saying to, right. to, to them, you know? On September 11th, okay, so this is a, 10 days later is when their parents are finally able to report her missing to New York authorities. She, she was reported missing to the Suffolk County Police Department, and obviously it was because she wasn't able to get in touch with her. And on September 19th, so that was an eight-day period where she was reported missing before they finally found the body. So that could have been, so from September 19th, uh, let's just say August 29th. No, August 27th, I'm sorry. So that's 24 days that her body could have been, it was most likely out there. Yeah. 24 days. Oh, that just makes my stomach sick. And w- they would not have found it if it wasn't for that YouTube no. family. No, and that's my, that's the segue into this next part right here is the only way that they were able to find, because there's, <laughs> I mean, they're out in the fucking desert. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, there could be, it, she could be anywhere. Yeah, and I looked at this screenshot from like the, you know, the Google Earth, whatever, from where the road was to where they found her body in just, like, the general area. Mm -hmm. If they wouldn't have even known, like, they could have searched for years and never came across her body. Mm -hmm. And that's searching every day because of how big and vast and any tiny little crevice they could have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was nuts that that family was able to. And that's this right here, for those of you who are, you know, whatever about this case, for some reason... This is another reason why this case is so sensational because of the fact that if that fucking family wouldn't have, or that couple wouldn't have found that footage, mm-hmm. somehow just going back and, oh my God, oh my God, That's oh my God. Van. Yeah. Yeah. And then some, like, there's no way they would have found her body. No. And who knows what would have happened. Yeah. You know, because with no body, there's no crime. And that was another thing that people are getting really upset about is the fact that Ryan's only been named a person of interest. He has not been called a suspect of her homicide. It's, and it's, I think he's indicted by the grand jury of stuff that he did after the murder. Right. Yes. And we'll get into that. Um, but as far as like pertaining to her actual disappearance, they haven't come at him it's just he's a missing person yeah a missing person of interest that has had a lot of people hung up but you have to understand that we can all look and say he's guilty all the fuck we want but that's not the way the law works right you know the law has certain guidelines that you do have to follow and they have to have some sort of connection to him and and what happened to her and they don't even know where he is so how can they see you know what i mean they haven't even had any contact with him for them to even have they're just not able to do that yet okay and but the first step was finding the body because before the body there's no crime she could have just been off being a crazy girl like he says right you know which part of me thinks that that was part of his plan too was yeah he was gonna he didn't think that they were gonna find her i don't think that he no i really don't think he hadn't And that's that's the funny way the universe works is there's no way that he would have anticipated that her dream and what she was trying to do would be what found her. Yeah. You know? Then, let's see. So the FBI finds her body. This discovery came after YouTubers who saw a van matching the description of Gabby's went back through their footage, finding the location of where it was, thus, thus discovering to her body. 
So the, the video was posted by Jen and Kyle Bethune, who transformed a 1983 Silver Eagle bus to hit the road. And they post their video updates on their page, Red, White, and Beth Bethune, 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 which is subtitled Showing America Through Our Lens. This is at the Spread Creek Dispersed Camping Area. We got there and there was a huge gravel lot and we decided we wanted to try to drive more toward the back because we'd heard the views were better back there. So we were heading back along this long dirt gravel road, Kyle said. Jen says... We came across a small white van that had Florida plates. We were going to stop and say hi because we're from Florida too, but the van was completely dark and nobody was there, so we decided to continue on our way. They said that the van appeared abandoned. Which is crazy, so if you go watch the video... There's a tight, you have to pay attention to it really close and you might have seen it. I haven't watched this. I haven't watched this particular video now. Oh, it's crazy. Okay, so there's been a lot of TikTok people that have been slowing it down and showing right. clips. And as they're coming up on the van, the back of it closes. Like somebody I heard, was in the I heard back. about that. I didn't see it, but I heard that. And in the back in the field where they, not exactly where they found Gabby, but in that field, mm-hmm. it looked like somebody was digging. And you can see, I like you could see somebody back there, and, and it like looked the like it was motion. digging. And then there's of course a few other things of where like people were like hidden, like trying to hide, and right. I don't know. And then you can see his flip flops or her flip flops. Right, the flip flops she was wearing in the video. But he has the same flip flops. Oh. They have the same pair of flip flops. Hmm, I did not know that part. So, um, if you look in some of his Instagram photos, you can see it. But maybe that he like flipped them off when he got in the back of the van as it was right. closing. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you should go watch it. That's crazy. Weird. And if y'all want to watch it, go to their YouTube channel. Yeah. She just said it was red, white, and Bethune. B-E-T-H-U-N-E. Yeah. She says, we figured maybe they were out hiking or they were just chilling inside. They're inside. There was no doors open, you know. You know, a Florida plate on the other side of the country is not something we see all the time. While the outside of the van looks identical to Gabby's camper which was also captured on the police body body cam footage. One of the details inside the van that also appeared to match the transit the couple were traveling in, a tan-colored straw hat, which was sitting on the dashboard. Yes. An identical hat could also be spotted on the dashboard of the couple's van when it was pulled over by the police on August 12th. Although the license plate is not visible on that YouTube footage, the similarity between the vehicles has prompted speculation, and the couple shared the video, obviously hoped that the FBI would look into it. The couple who are from Tampa have three children... Their son died several years ago, and they realized that they may have spotted the van. Obviously, going back over the footage and, you know, with some fresh eyes, they were able to find it. He said it was kind of freaky for a late Saturday evening, but we just kind of had a brain fart. Oh, my God, there's the van. Okay, so now is where we're pretty much, those are all the, like, facts, pretty much of of this point. Now we're going to get into some more of the fucking theories. And you guys, they make my brain hurt a little. I'm not going to lie. They're just, I had to like quit following the groups because it was just getting to be a little too much. And I'm not like, not that I'm saying it's a bad thing because I think it's great that there's so many people who are just trying to figure out what happened to this girl. And that so many people are coming together with their ideas and their perspectives because that's how cases get solved. Yeah. You know, we have so many cases go cold all the time. And, you know, unfortunately, it sucks for all of those who don't get solved. But this is a win that she was found. Yes. You know, most definitely. And what's going to be the real win, though, is finding him. And hopefully he's alive. I am torn on that. I want him to be alive. I want him to be alive, too, because I feel like none of us are going to get any answers. If they can get him in a fucking interrogation room, 
He'll crack. We'll find out. Of because course. he is the kind of guy you, I have dated this fucking guy so many times. Like, that's another reason why this case hits me is because I know, I know what she went through. I know the fucking toxic relationship they were in. It's, it, and so many girls out there can relate. You know, they know what it's like to be so in love with someone that it consumes you and makes you so blind to the bullshit, okay? Mm-hmm. And he exert because he is a weak man. Like they say, a lion doesn't have to tell you they're a lion. Yeah. They're just a fucking lion, okay? But a, a weak man is going to do everything they can to show you what a strong man they are. Yeah. And that's what this kind, that's what he did. He, he had to be in control. He is not strong. He is not, if he has to fucking mentally manipulate a female like that, you're not a strong man. I'm sorry. And if you're listening to this and that's you, well, you need to go and get some help because you could change your life and be a good person. Uh-huh. Do that. That's a good thing. Everyone has bad qualities, but if you work on them, that's good. Being a total fucking narcissistic shit bag and not doing anything about it is not helpful for anyone. Nope. Especially not your girlfriend that you murder. Nope. Yeah. So some of the theories. Yes. Is that he? he's on the run right now. Oh, totally. I really, like, obviously we said that he had a head start. So some of the theories are that one of the first ones I heard was that they had a, like, they had a house that they sold that was either like a vacation house, a second house, or maybe they were in real estate. I don't remember the exact details, but there was something to do with the house that had recently been sold and was not yet lived in. Okay. So they thought that he maybe hid out there for a few days. Yeah. And then he's in that Culvert Canyon. Yes, which that is where when his parents actually reported him quote unquote missing. That's um, where they found the Mustang in the note. Right. And that's where he supposedly is. He went off backpacking and, and whatever. And we've seen everything from dash or from trail cam footage of and I'm not going to lie, it looked like him, in my opinion. Did you see that post? Yeah. You can't tell because it's a grainy trail cam footage that's meant to look for animals that you can clearly tell are animals by their shape, not needing to have detailed images of a person's features. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, the hairline matched up. It looked similar. To, and he was literally carrying a backpack that looked exactly like the backpack in the van. So I saw a funny meme. Mm-hmm. And it was in that Where's Gabby Petito group. Oh. And somebody made a Where's Waldo of him. Oh but instead of Waldo, they called him Baldo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to sprinkle a little bit of funniness in here. And I know I'm going to add a little bit more humor to this too as well. We deal with awkward, uncomfortable feelings by laughing and jokes so I'm sorry we're inappropriate but the only picture I've seen of him because everybody's like he has hair he just shaves it because everybody's like no he like some pictures are him with more hair now right and they're like it can't be him he has hair like people can't fucking grow their hair back for some I'm sorry that's another thing that these groups have just because there's so many people talking about it and so many different kinds of people it shows you how fucking stupid people are I'm sorry like some of your ideas are really legit and I'm like okay cool I can dig with that like I vibe with that I understand where you're coming from and some people are like you they just talk like hey guys I just wanted to be here to say something because I'm co and I swear that's what you sound like and I'm from Texas so I can make that accent and get away with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yes people can have receding hairlines and shave their head and then when they go on the run They don't shave their head and it grows back. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Okay. But the only photo that I've seen of him with hair was him and some, like, I guess he was like a rock climbing instructor or something because it looks like he's like helping this little kid climb a rock wall. Yeah. And he's got like this, like literally like this trash can. It's like bubble gum. She has a little like 
trash can for the, her desk that's bubblegum pink. But I swear to God, that's like the color of his hair. And it makes me laugh because. So he had a bright pink hair. Bright pink hair. Interesting. Yeah. And it was already receding fairly far back at this point. Oh, poor guy. And I feel, I feel like it was probably shortly after that. I mean, that not poor like, guy, but like. No, totally not poor guy. Um, I know another narcissistic asshole that has to shave his head because of his receding hairline, and it makes me laugh. Does it rhyme with rad? Yes, it does. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. So, um, so yeah. So, let's talk about some other theories. Let's talk about the couple, okay? We all know about the couple, the the, uh, the lesbian couple that were found murdered shortly before she was reported missing, I believe. Yes. So, there was ties. Right. Because, because in the same location. One of them worked at. At the, uh, I have it right here, the Moonflower Co-op. And that was the same location that the 911 call came in. Yes, they were, I believe, leaving. I think that was the restaurant or le- that was in the same vicinity the as same where. Area. They, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there was footage that they have been to this location. So they do know that they cross paths. Okay. Okay. So that has been confirmed. Okay, so here's a theory on the couple. They think that, and let's rewind a little bit. So there's, on on Brian's Instagram, if you go and look at what he has posted. It's disturbing. It's, that's slightly taking it, yeah. Um, It's very strange. And, And on the surface, you probably wouldn't think much of it. Like, and if no one, if he wouldn't be like, Every single aspect of his life under a freaking microscope right now, nobody would have even realized it. I don't right. Think. But going back and knowing what's happening now and looking at some of the things that he's posted previously is troubling. Yeah, very much so. Um, namely, so is the um, I'm gonna because I'm gonna go back and talk. I'm gonna talk about this some more, but I'm making a reference to it now. So there's a book called Lullaby by Chuck Palahniuk, and this book is. I'll go into more detail on it in a minute, but it's based upon this guy who takes a tr- cross-country trip and starts killing people, okay? <laughs> yeah. So there's there's references to that book and to this author, which I'm going to go into a couple more references from books that this author has published, but they're disturbing. And I'm sure they're great works of art, like, as far as, but when you, from my understanding is he took an obsession to the to this yes. author, to this particular author, okay? Yes. There's some artwork, because apparently he did, like, design, like, graphic design. Graphic designing kind of thing, yeah. a store that he would sell stuff on. Yes, and a lot, there was a couple of, one of the posts was in reference to this book, and his artwork was... Like a derivative from the books or yes. whatever. They were disturbing. One was like a princess girl with like her, I don't exactly know what's going on with her mouth, but it looks like it's like bleeped out. So it's just weird. And then there's, you know, doodles of like a tombstone that says my baby or something like that. And, you know, don't look for her. And just weird little like subliminal type messages that are just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. is so, and it could just be this guy is just fucked up and twisted, and this is just the shit he's into. Cause it's not like I don't have, I mean, we're on a true crime and paranormal podcast. Obviously, we have some fucked up stuff that we're into as well. So you can't say just because of that he's a fucked up person. But that also makes you think, is this a premeditated event? Like, did he plan on taking her on this trip to kill her? Yeah. You know, is this what happened? Is he connected to the couple? Right. And 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 that that's what in this kind of theory is what makes me think that to me would be the only reason that they would be connected is that he was just had this fucking sick serial killer 
fantasy that he was trying to play out. My thought was, if this was, that was, that was the start, was these two girls, okay? Yeah. And let's, let's go ahead and talk about what happened to them. So, so during a press conference, the Northport Police Chief, Todd Garrison, confirmed his department had shared information that they have with the Grand, according to Garrison. The Sheriff's Office does not, quote, have any suspect information right now. The Grand County Sheriff's Office released a statement on Thursday saying that they have been in contact with Florida authorities and are actively looking into any connection between the Gabby Petito missing person case and the double homicide that occurred in Grand County. The Grand County Sheriff's Office continues to investigate any information concerning the double homicide. The Sheriff's Office is not ruling anything out at this time and appreciate the concerns of the public and their willingness to contact this office with their concerns and information. Just because I didn't say this, for some reason I skimmed over it. On So on August 12th was the was when they got pulled over. It was mm-hmm. the police incident, okay? August 13th is when Kylan and Crystal were seen for the last time at a bar in Moab. And then days later, they were found dead at a campsite, at a campsite near Moab. Which, the same time that they were at the tavern was when Gabby and Brian were both there as well. Right, yes. So these are all linked into their last final days. And while, I guess while we're on here, I'm going to read, I'm going to read some, I got some screenshots saved. Okay, so this is from Sean Van Pham. And this, again, is just on one of the groups. And this is theories. These are just what people are saying. So I'm going to read what all this says. And I don't know who specifically got this call, if it was Sean or if it was just him sharing information. But okay. So I got a call from a detective this morning that told me to rule out Brian Landry had killed a couple in Moab. He said, I can't tell you how we know, we just know. However, he cannot confirm or deny yet that Gabby was not connected. It's an ongoing investigation, and they also released a public statement to Moab residents saying that there is no longer a threat to the community. And they've also come back and said that, you know, the authorities have determined that the disappearance of Gabby and the double homicide of the Moab couple are not related. So I don't know what their evidence is, but they have made it, they are certain. Because otherwise, it, they wouldn't have this quickly just ruled it out. Right. So they have evidence stating contrary. So what happened to the to two women mm-hmm. was they were at a campsite. Right. And one of them texted their friends and was like, hey, there's this creepy guy right. at the campsite. He's scaring me if we... If something, if something happens, happens, this is suspicious. Yes. Yeah. And then they were both found... Murdered. Murdered. Right. So... Was it Brian? Was it Brian? Did Gabby might have found out that he killed the two girls and then maybe... And that was my first thought was like, is he off on this serial killer quest? And he was like, she wasn't meant to be part of it. Yeah. This was just like his thing taking opportunities because he's nowhere near home and this is out in the middle of nowhere and this is the perfect opportunity for him to fulfill his dark fantasies. Okay. What could this mean? It's possible that Gabby Petito killed the Moab couple. She has died so that they told the Moab community that there's no longer a threat. Moab police are reluctant to release that information because of the national uproar it would cause. Not only because Gabby is seen as a victim in the eyes of many, but their police department failed to arrest her at the traffic stop because she was, like, physically violent towards him. And, And look, with the exception of the 911 phone call, we have no evidence of him actually physically hurting her. But we do have evidence of her hurting him. And I'm not saying that that's what happened because my instincts are that he fucking snapped and he killed her and wigged out and now he's on the run. That's what I think happened. Yeah. Swirling conspiracy theories aside, I honestly think that he probably did love her, but he's just fucked up in the head and he has anger issues and traveling in a teeny tiny van, that's going to cause problems. You're going to fight and they're young and they're stupid and 
I think he just wigged the fuck out. And yeah. Then, uh, so then allowing her family to, allowing her to kill, t- so there people are, like, they said that they would be mad that they didn't arrest her at that point, and then right after that happened is when those two girls ended up murdered. So that would have given her the chance to go kill those girls. That's this theory, okay? But they said, they, but they both said they saw a man, though. Okay, but he was with her. So right. who knows, maybe it was like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing. You know, yeah. maybe they both had some sick, twisted fantasies. Because she was into the books, too. Right. And I don't know if maybe it was just because he was into it, so she was into and it. And that could have been very... And it could have been more like she was into it because of that, not actually expecting anything to come from it. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. Either way. Just a theory. Right. So then, based on their social media activity and hidden messages, I have reason to believe that Gabby is complicit in the multiple murders leading up to her death. Another woman has gone missing this week in North Carolina, which is another theory as, as far as where Brian may be. They, uh, okay, so this is a paranormal podcast as much as it's true, uh, true crime, and we do explore avenues, not just the logical left brain thinking. We like to pull out our right brain and discuss those thoughts too, okay? So if it's not something you're into, I'm sorry, but that's what this podcast is yeah, about. Yeah, just skip forward 20, 30 seconds. <laughs> anyway, so... I found a a medium who did a a spirit box. Oh, I saw this. It creeped me out. It did you watch the whole thing? No, I couldn't. Oh, I did, and I couldn't. I'm telling you, like, listen. Uh, you know that I, as much as I am a believer, I'm a skeptic first. I have to rule out all the things it could be before I can allow myself to believe that it could be something paranormal because yeah. that's just how my brain works. You know, I believe that there are logical answers and there's unlogical answers, and you got to rule out the logical ones first, okay? This man, if I was ever to be like, he might be real, I would say, like, this, there's certain things that came out in this spirit box session, the way that she, like, the way that it came out sounded like a way a 22-year-old would talk. You know what I mean? And it sounded like, and there was ways that he, like, he was asking questions and the answers weren't pertaining to the like directly to what he just asked but to what they were talking about you know what I mean like okay so he would ask like what happened and she would be like this sucks like I wasn't ready yet or something and then she said something like he did it and he killed me he didn't mean to and she's like it said something about a paddle like hit her and this this okay so I saw this before they found the body mind you and when the when the actual autopsy report came out stating that she it was homicide but they could not conclusively decide on what the cause of death was when they couldn't figure out the exact result in death so okay look because of the pictures that were taken of the cross there's like a little rock cross formation that they found at the site from where she was found afterwards, yeah. right? Yeah. And there was, in one of the pictures, there was this side what looks like a pile of ashes, okay? And it's just a little tiny pile. It's not like a big scorch mark where a body could have been burned. But there's just ashes to the side. Because it's just a small, it's not like the it's full like a, scene. Maybe like a campfire? And that's what, okay, so one of the theories was that the dad came out, because they believe that the dad's the one that put the cross on there. Oh, that's what I was that some people thought it was like people going like fans or whatever. But someone else said that it was the dad that came out and that they think maybe he like set up a campfire and hung out at the site for a little while and made the cross. 
weird. Okay. I don't know. Because like, he felt guilty or like. I wanted, I'm glad you bring that up because I wanted to talk about this too. The parents, her parents, from theories that I've, or from people, information that I've been reading, you know, she lived with, she lived with Brian's family. Yeah. Right? And from my understanding that they had, obviously her parents loved her, were involved in her life, but they had like a, she's on her own kind of mentality. Yeah. You know, and I, as a person who can very much relate to Gabby and have been with guys that I should not have been with, you know, you can't, you couldn't have told me any different. She's going to do what she wants because she's a woman. And there's only so much that a parent can enable their child and, create toxicity within their own self. You know what I mean? I know the shit that I put my parents through because of the stupid relationships I was in. And at a certain point, you just have to pull back and be like, look, tough love. I love you, but you're an adult now and you have to figure this out on your own. And I feel like that's what they were trying to implement with her. And now that's going to be something that it's being thrown in their face. But it's not something that you would ever would think that he would kill her. Yeah, you don't think, okay, yeah, she's in a shitty relationship. She's going to end up murdered. I mean, I'm sure that... From my understanding, yeah, Brian was a narcissist, but he wasn't like a bad guy. Like no yeah. one, no one ever thought, oh, Brian's a like he's gonna go and kill someone. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you never, and those type, and these type of circumstances, I don't ever think, like I don't, I honestly don't think his intentions were to kill her, and I don't think that he's some serial killer out on some murdering spree. I don't, I don't think that at all. I think that they were in over their heads. They were in, he has mental illnesses that he didn't have in check. She did as well. And you put those in a tiny van and send them off across America. For months and months. You know, I mean, shit's going to happen. And he just wigged the fuck. And they're out in the middle of the desert. You know, and she can't talk to her parents because she's like, honestly, they're probably like, God, she's calling crying again about Brian. Yeah. You know, and I'm not meaning that to be insensitive, but... Being the one who's calling, calling, like calling, crying about Brian, I know, I know what those conversations entail, you yeah. know, and it's the same shit that you hear every, like, over and over again, and you can only say the same thing so many times where it's like, why am I, like, why are we having this conversation again? You know, you yeah. know what I'm going to say, you know what you need to do, you're the one who has to make the decision to do it, and that's just, that's hard, and it's even more hard when you're a 22-year-old girl, you know? And you're trying to make a name for yourself. Right. And you have all these plans, and you don't want to do it by yourself, so you're right. even more stuck in the relationship. Yeah. And you have a perfect social media presence, and you don't want that to be, to be tarnished. T- yeah, definitely and, not. I mean, I'm just throwing these out right. there. But, but that, I mean, that's logical, yeah. you know? And Those are all the things I would think right. of and make excuses as to why I would stay in a relationship. Of course. Of course. I just feel like... I don't know. Okay, so so now we've got those theories. So let's talk about August, on April 26th of 2020, posted a photo. Like I said, he did the whole digital art thing, which I'm assuming these were stamps. Not like postage stamps, but like ink stamps, you know? Was it the popsicle with the knife in it? No. no. Okay, sorry. Um, so then. this is the one of the princess with her mouth, with her mouth botched out. Gotcha. And there's a magpie off to the side. And then inconspicuously in the corner is the lullaby book by Chuck Palahniuk, which we already talked about. This is the caption of the Instagram post. It says, reading is different than any other consumption of media. It takes more effort than staring at a screen half alive. It allows you to use your brain rather than melt it. And there is no author more... Okay, I added this because the quote, the actual caption says stimulation, but his dumbass trying to be smart meant stimulating. (laughs) There is no author more stimulating to me than Chuck Palahniuk. 
Um, and there was hashtags including lullaby and invisible monsters, which is a reference to another one of his books. Now I'm going to read the excerpt of both of those. Lullaby is Carl Streeter is a solitary widower and for, 40-ish newspaper reporter who was assigned to do the series of articles on sudden infant death syndrome. In the course of his investigation, he discovers an ominous thread, the presence on the scenes of these deaths of the anthology poems and rhymes around the world. Open to the page where there appears an African chant or calling song. The song turns out to be lethal when spoken or even thought in anyone's direction. And once it lodges in Streeter's brain, he finds himself becoming an involuntary serial killer. So basically, like, from my understanding, because he believes that people who are singing, like, this poem or something to their children at night is what's Mm -hmm. causing their children to die. So he's going across America to go and get all of these books from people so that way they're like to get because he thinks that these books are cursed and it ends up him killing people along the way oh, okay then there's also another reference to invisible and invisible monsters which so it says she's a fashion model who has everything a boyfriend a career a loyal best friend but then a sudden freeway accident leaves her disfigured and incapable of speech she goes from being a beautiful center of attention to being an invisible monster so hideous that no one will acknowledge she exists Oh, wow. So, I mean, I'm sorry. That just gave me kind of chills. I know that's silly. But think about it. Gabby was fucking gorgeous. She was beautiful. She had, she was obviously very bubbly, very, like, passionate. Just, you could tell she was a, she was a, she was a good girl. She might have gotten mixed up in some shitty stuff, but she was a good girl. Yeah. And, I mean, read, like, an accident leaves her disfigured and incapable of speech, and she goes from being the beautiful center of attention to an invisible monster. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just reading into it, but, I mean, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. We're reading into it. So, unless there's any major, like, updates, I'm not going to post everything on the page because it's going to be fucking everywhere else. Obviously, we're going to share if he's found or whatever. But and When the autopsy comes back fully, it did co- what? but fully because there's still... Um, well, I know they haven't given the body back yet, from my understanding. Correct. They said it, it's going to take about, like, two to three weeks, I guess, because she had her funeral. I'm sorry. That just made me realize I totally fucking went off rails and forgot one of my very important thought processes, but it was about the way she died. So in that in that medium that I was talking about, that video. Right. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Back to that. You know, she said that she, he killed her with a paddle, and that could be, like, in reference to any kind of wooden stick shaped object, in my opinion. And if they were, if she were beaten to death, like if she was strangled, they would know she was, like there would be strangulation marks. Yes. They would know that that's how she died. Okay. She said that he hurt me over and over and over and with a paddle. So my thought is if he beat her the fuck in so much to where there's not much, because they identified her by her, her tattoos. Yes. You know, I mean. And but then she, she was also out there. That's for what I was about to say. She was weeks. out there for almost a month in the desert with wildlife. So we don't really know exactly what all happened to her body to make. And we don't know what there was to examine. Yeah. But let's just say that even if it hadn't been sitting out there for a month, if he beat her face in, you're not going to know automatically what was used to kill her. Correct. Like, you know, she's dead, but you don't know what, it, like how she was killed. Yeah. It was ruled a homicide. Yes, they it was ruled a homicide. A she was definitely killed. Yet. Yeah. So there's that. And then 
this video, and I this is I want to make another reference because this is kind of swirling theories as to what happened. But it said that she's in Canada. We never even went back to all the look. We're so. By the way, if you're new here, we derail a lot. I'm sorry, but let's connect some dots that we kind of passed on. So there was thoughts that he went to. There's these islands that are um, off the coast of Florida that it would take like a quick boat ride to go there. Which they said that he accidentally started alive on, on his a boat? Instagram yes. for like two seconds and it was on a boat. Right. And I think that could have been where that theory came from because, it, and there's a lot of people that that's what they do. They escape persecution by, you know, hopping on over there Yeah, because they have like their laws are different there. Like there's no extradition or something. And extradition. I think extradition. Yeah. Like, I guess it's very easy for you to rent there. Like, to... Oh, okay. Like, it's different than here. You know, when you rent here, most of the time, there's, like, all these qualifications there. You got cash in your hand, and you got somewhere to stay. Right. So, that would have been an easy route for him to take. Then, there's theories that he went to Cuba, which is a little bit more difficult, but not that much, because it's just a little bit further south. Yeah, if you know the right people have the cash, you can... Right. And from my understanding, his uncle... um, his mother's brother is in law enforcement as well. Oh, just so. throwing that out there. I don't know yeah. any relation or connection to that, but just saying they've got that on their side as well. There's and then some saying that he's in the Appalachian. Yes, and that's where this whole North Carolina girl that's missing right now. Uh, gotcha. They're thinking if he's up in North Carolina and he is on some killing spree, that that could be. Which I really don't think that that's. I think this is just ramblings from people, but I'm just sharing them with you because. I just don't. They're theories. We're yeah. just talking theories. So let's continue that part. So then, so it was Sheridan Wall. Her body was found 10 miles from her car. Her car was completely burned to destroy evidence. Um, her three Instagram posts in the week that she went missing were unusual because they all had hashtags, and none of her previous 57 posts had any hashtags. She never used them. So the death is consistent with the possible location and motive of Ryan. There are coded messages as well, obviously in the book, The Lullaby. Killers sometimes use fires to destroy evidence and copies of the book. In one of their videos or posts, they said that they were going to end their trip on Halloween. Oh, and right. And Gabby's last post that they believe that she did not make mm-hmm. just said, Happy Halloween. And it had <gasps> her holding a pumpkin that. and then it had a little fly emoji. Oh, that's super fucked up. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Which I guess in... <sighs> The cop video of the the footage, they were complaining about flies and how the flies were so bad. Oh, right. So I don't know if that's a connection, but, but that would be more fucked up if he did that post and was like, happy Halloween. I don't know. Maybe he is a sick, maybe like I'm just being too, because I am the kind of person that's Wants to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, like he just snapped and it was one of those like fucked up moments because that happens you know i'm not saying it should happen but it does what if he is fucked up and twisted and he really did plot all this out and it's like that is very subliminal and there's a lot of people saying that he's still active on instagram and And like spotify yeah he's still listening to and it's her spotify account too Mm. and what we were going to get into is the reason that he what he does have a warrant out a federal warrant out for his arrest for the illegal use of credit cards which they have not come out, and this is another people thing. People are fucking idiots. Well, nobody's. They didn't say it was Gabby's credit cards. Well, I don't like. They used her her credit cards. They to get don't gas on the way back. First of all, they don't have to say when they and when they are you know when they have charges against someone. They don't have to say 
they use this specific person's credit cards. Yeah. They just have to state what the charges are against them. And I think that was just them grasping at straws to get him to come in for exactly. questioning. Because, it, well, at this point, they have nothing to hold him. Right. At least at this point, they have him for, they know that he used her cards and they can at least. Get him in there. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. And, and keep him there. So yeah. that'll give him time to, and I, like I'm telling you, they get him an interrogation room and I kind of, like, I really hope he never hears this, but he's done. So Brian, you fucking hope that you don't you don't get caught because once you're caught, you're done. Like that's it. You're not getting away. You're not getting off. You're not going to weasel your way. I don't care how smart you think you are, how many books you've read. His parents, oh, whatever his- they did to help him, I hope that they get in trouble for that as well. I have so many thoughts on this because I've seen some fucked up comments from women who are like, "If it was my son, I would have done the same thing." I would not have. First of all, you're the reason why there are sons like that doing this shit out there mm-hmm. because of you. No, I don't care. I love my son. And I, if anyone who knows me knows that he is a damn mama's boy, he loves his mommy. And I love my, I always wanted a little boy and I have three freaking girls and I love my girls too, but I have three girls and one boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. If my son calls me and tells me, mom, I killed my girlfriend. The very, I'm going to find out every fucking detail I can. And the next thing I'm going to do is call the fucking cops. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. And, and you know what? Like if it was an accident, that's, I'm sorry, but that is your response. Like that's your responsibility. That is your act that you have to pay mm-hmm. for. Whether you do it in this life or when you're not in this life anymore, you will have to pay for it. And I, all right, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent. And I, I told myself I wasn't going to do that because of this episode, but this is relative to my thought process here. Okay, so every bad act you do, regardless of what religion or what you believe in, every action has consequences, okay? And if you continue, like if you do something bad, there's a, there's a reason that we have repentance, and, and that you're supposed to repent for your sins. And then we have redemption, okay? You have you have to face it. You have to go through it. And that's going to be like, if you don't face it and you don't go through it, that's always, you're, you're going to keep, every, everything you do in your life is going to keep coming back to that. It's going to keep coming back to that. And you're going to suffer from it. You have to fucking face your shit. And if my son does something like kill a girl, you better be damn sure I'm going to make sure he goes and faces that because uh, yeah. I'm not going to deal with my son for the rest of his life. You know, I'm, you know what? Shit. And if he did spend the rest of his life in prison, you know what? I would rather my son spend the rest of his life in prison dealing with his demons and becoming a better person because that can happen. Does it always happen in prison? No. But there are people who have been, who have found God, who have found their selves, who have found redemption in prison after facing what they've done Mm -hmm. the ones that don't they fucking go out and whether they're killing other people after that or they're fucking up whoever they're in relationships with or destroying their family members their friends it's gonna come out Mm -hmm. you know it's not gonna it will manifest itself and he needs to be responsible and they should have fucking held him accountable yep and we want to circle back around to the fact that she's been living with them for years i guarantee you that Let's take another step back because, yes, I am upset about that aspect and I say that I would turn my son in, but let's look at her specifically. If Brian acts the way that he does with Gabby, he learned that from somewhere. Yes, exactly. And so I promise you that his father, yeah, I'm calling you out, buddy, is the same way. 
He's controlling. He's weak. And she, his mother, is a victim of that as well, but has been a victim of that for probably decades now and is so under his fucking control that I guarantee you she's terrified that if she were to come out, what he's going to do to her. Right. You know? I did hear that they were getting a divorce. Oh, I did not so know She that. has breast cancer, apparently. I could actually that makes form sense of from cancer. Her, from her pictures, I can see that. And they were in the middle of getting a divorce. And then all and this, then this shit happened. happened. <laughs> and they run all these businesses. Oh, I saw that. I've seen that a bunch of people have gotten like, it's like one star on everything now. Oh, shit. Yeah. So they're just ruined. But yeah, so I just feel like, I, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know what happened to Gabby. I don't like I don't know what happened to Gabby. If y'all have any theories that y'all want to discuss with us, let's not be rude cuz a few people have been really rude. Really rude. And like, there's no need for that. We can just talk and discuss like normal true crime, you know, fanatic people. Right. And, and let's not act like any of us actually know for sure. Yeah, these are theories anything. because none of us know just exactly like none what of happened. you <laughs> know any more than what they're telling us. So we can theorize all we want, but none of you are more right than it. I mean, some of no, that's a lie because some of you are coming up some stupid shit. But anyways, um, so if you don't have stupid shit that you've come up with and you want to talk to us about yeah. it, you can go over to our ins- or our Facebook group, mm-hmm. Literally Disturbed and Paranormal. Yeah, I changed I, it was official Literally Disturbed podcast, and then I changed it to Literally Disturbed True Crime and Paranormal podcast because so yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah, so go over there, talk or, to us. Or Literally Disturbed Investigations, which that's more of like missing persons and stuff like that yeah. that's kind of what i'm like that's i'm funneling all of those that's cases into baby. that yeah i'm trying that's there's actually people in the group now just yeah cool. i saw that <laughs> um anyways we're kind of running out of time here i'm sorry and you need to get to your story but okay so oh yeah we forgot there have been multiple sightings there's one in bakers florida from the the cam the the trail cam there's another one in florida saying that they think might have been him, but neither one of those, they were both confirmed to not be him. They looked like him, though. It did. And again, and it's like. It's good a, that there's uh, everybody looking out for him and know yes. what he looks like. But at this point, like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like he is the best guy to ever disappear as far as looks there's go. There's a lot of. Because he's basic, basic white, as fuck. Basic as fuck. I'm sorry. Basic white baldo guy. Yeah, like, he looks like he could resume. And especially when it comes to, like, surveillance footage and videos and yeah. stuff. It's so hard. But but for just just throwing this out there for those who are investigative and has an eye for being, being ob- observant. Look at the ears and the nose. Yeah, because he has, like, a weird skin tag on his ear. Yes, and his nose is funky. He's got this weird, like, bulbous nose. We can make fun of him. because I'm order. totally going to make fun of this fucker. And he has tattoos. And whether, honestly, okay, because alleged, he hasn't been convicted. So we should say allegedly he murdered her. Okay, but... Regardless of whether he did murder her or not, the fact is, is he came home in her van without her and has disappeared off the face of the planet. So that right there just says in itself, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. So uh, honestly, there's so much more. We could go on about this for more hours, but you guys, we will just continue this in the group if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. um, So that's Gabby Petito. And hopefully I'm sure we'll probably do an update episode in the future. Hopefully have an update Hopefully. i hope they find him i really I hope do. dog the bounty hunter finds him oh i love he's on that. the case now. 
And for all of those who are like, he's just in it for the clout. Listen, first of all, there's a high bounty on this motherfucker, okay? There's a lot of money on the line to find Brian. And there's a reason that he became famous to begin with for being a bounty hunter, and it's because he's good. So it's a good thing that he, we need everybody looking for him. So it's okay that Dog is going to get some clout and money from this, but as long as he finds him, then great. Yeah, because then we can get some answers. Yeah. If we don't, that's the thing that, like, I'm... I I honestly think he's alive. I don't think if he is dead, it's not on purpose. Yeah. Because I think that in his mind, he's smart enough to fucking outwit all of these people. And he might be smart enough to outwit him for a while. I think he will for a little bit. I think he's going to lead him on a goose chase. And honestly, part of me kind of thinks that they have more insight on where he is. I think so, too. But I think they're circling in. But they're not exactly pinpointed. And so that's why... They'll get there. Yeah, I think they will. I think I think they're going to find We have out. all the best intelligence right now. If on. anyone in this entire country or in, in this entire world has the the resources to do it, the, it's America. So, And since this is such a high profile case, all our resources are going to. Yeah. That. I mean, they spent the last I heard, and this was the first couple of days of searching for Brian Landry, cost them $1.2 million in taxpayers' money. Yeah. So. I honestly think that his parents should have to fucking pay you that shit back too. Uh, fuck, or he fucking should. for sure. Because, anyways, all right. So let's let's go ahead and hear your. your we need something. We need something to shake it up and like um, shake off this. This is. Oh, can you say your sources real quick? Oh yes, thank you. Because I didn't read that. I'm sorry. Uh, bleep, bleep. Okay, so so from Powell's dot com. I mean, that's where I got the lullaby book from. Um, and the uh. What is it? The Invisible Monsters. Mm-hmm. And then and independent.co.uk and then foxnews.com, abc4.com, and then several Facebook groups and posts from TikTok. Which oh, right. there's entirely too many for me to go back and tell you all of them. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a really short one for you. I didn't want to take away from Gabby's story at all, but I did want to still keep with our format. And, and just leave you with a little... Just a little, a little spookiness. Yeah. So this is called Emily's Bridge or the Gold Brook Covered Bridge. My sources are Atlas Obscura, Vermonter, Wikipedia, Medium.com, American Antiqu- and American Antiquities.com. So the spooky fact is that the bridge has been featured on the most terrifying places in America mm-hmm. in the episode called Cursed Towns on Travel Channel. I think I've seen that. So I got this off TikTok. Like, I've been getting a lot of my TikTok is a great you know, source. it is a very great source for a lot of things. People can talk. Sh- and there is a lot of shitty TikTok. But there's, <laughs> there a, lot, is. there's a lot of some shit. I'm like, uh, the <laughs> fuck? You should not be given a platform to do nothing on. No. But then it's like, whoa, that's fascinating. <laughs> All right. Get your brain juices flowing. Yeah. So this bridge is located in Stowe, Vermont. It was built in 1844 and is a covered bridge over Goldbrook. It's a single lane road and is about 50 feet long. And as every uh, our normal listeners know, I recently just watched Beetlejuice. Um, <laughs> Did so you it, finally finish it though? No. Oh my so god! So it reminds me of the bridge on Beetlejuice. You know the cute oh, little white one cover bridge, where yes. they died because the dog. Yeah, it's sad, but that's I love that. But that's bridge, what so. this looks like. It's oh, just okay. like one of those cute little like. Vermont towns and like I really want to end up somewhere in the northeast. Same. I've That's been watching where I go. I'm trying to finish Gilmore Girls. Please do. So, so I'm so we like can further. Discuss. I've been watching it like nonstop. But I just love 
that little town. Me too. Stars Hollow and just like the and cute. And that's in Connecticut. Like, yes. So that's what this town looks like is like a Stars yeah, Hollow okay. mixed with Beetlejuice. So it looks just like that bridge, but instead it's like a dark wood color. Okay. I have found two different tellings of this legend that is connected to it. Okay. It ends the same way, but I'm going to tell you both. So the first version is that in the mid-1850s, there was a teenager named Emily that thought she found the man of her dreams (laughs) and wanted to marry him. Her parents were furious with this decision and forbid her to marry this man. Of course. So, in another version, that was that she came from a poor family but fell in love with a young man from a rich family. And because she was poor, his family refused to let them get married because it was all about status back then. Right. So, Can I interrupt you for just one second to tell you a, a very quick thought process? Sure. So I think what I'm going to do, because you know that that's a problem, as we discussed in our previous case and in this one, is girls falling in love with the wrong guys and just so out of, I'm in love with them. Yeah. And the parents are like, no, no, no. So I think what I'm going to do with my girls specifically is I'm going to show them all of the the ones that I thought why like was going to be. a PowerPoint presentation And be them. like, so this is what they looked like then, and this is where <laughs> they are now, and this is why you have terrible judgment when you're young, <laughs> and you should not, this is, the, he's not the one, honey. Uh-huh. So I think that's what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. I feel like that would be a great presentation you because. You have some good ones. I really have great examples. You do. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Okay, so so he came from, a, or she came from a poor family. He came from, from a rich, he came from a rich one, and his family refused to let them get married. So regardless of which version is true, they decided to meet at this bridge at midnight. Mm-hmm. And they were going to run off in a loop. Oh, off into the sunset. Yes. This was in the 1800s. But so. then they crashed and burned. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Well, they didn't have cars back then, did they? No. And the 18 wins? 18... 1850s? I feel like we, we were still, I feel like we were still back in the buggy carriages back then. Yeah. I was watching Peaky Blind little bit Peaky Blinders and that was back in the 30s I think and they were still in the carriages barely just starting with cars. Okay. I don't know. Anyways, it, it was a time. It was a time when they did have horses. Picture <laughs> it. It was a time when they so, had horses. So of course Emily arrived at the bridge early and waited for him. Of course, the girl's always the one that's they're waiting. But his bitch ass never showed. Never fucking showed. God, I knew that. How could uh-huh. I? Like, this story is old as time. Mm-hmm. So after hours of waiting for him, oh. poor girl, she finally gave up hope and had so much sadness, rage, and depression that she ended up, this is a trigger warning for suicide, I'm sorry, said that at the beginning, but she ended up hanging herself from one of the beams inside the bridge that night. But in version two, she jumped off the bridge into the brook below and died. And uh, uh, if you know what a brook is, it's like a shallow, like yeah. a little stream. Like so. she, she was crash bandicoot. Yeah. Oh. Yes. So the ghosty stories. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some people claim that they heard sounds of a young woman screaming on the bridge. Oh, Other lovely. reports of being scratched or touched. Cars have been reported to have been scratched when crossing the bridge. Photographic anomalies have been caught like orbs, blurred spots, Faint images of women are frequently reported as well. And really faint flashes of light in various areas of the bridge have been seen. Which, you know, I'm not really, like, big on believing orbs and blurred spots. But, I mean, to 
reach the room. So when paranormal investigators come, equipment malfunction is common, even on a fully charged battery. Voice recorders will turn themselves off when entering in the bridge. Often strange noises are heard on the bridge, such as footsteps, ropes tightening, and a girl screaming. Mm. Many have also reported seeing a white apparition around the area of Emily's Bridge. People who have parked their vehicle on the haunted bridge say they tend to hear banging noises from Emily hitting the vehicle on the outside. Oh. You know, from hanging up top. Oh. Or a dragging sound across the top of their cars. um, Gross. Oh, this is like the hook thing. Like the hook man story. Mm -hmm. No. So the most distinct paranormal events tend to take place between the hours of Midnight and 3.30 a.m. Of course. And that is my story, folks. <laughs> well done. That was a good one. Good good way to wrap it up. But yes, thank you guys for listening. Yes. We hope you um, enjoyed this episode. Um, we try to stick to it a little more than... Um, thank you guys for listening. Yes, um, thank you We hope you, so you enjoyed much. the story. We're going to let Sophie hop on here and tell her cryptid story. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another cryptid episode today we are talking about the loveland frog my sites uh that i got this information from is cincyweekend.com uh loveland frogland frog loveland frog legend and uh wikipedia in ohio folklore the loveland frog also known as loveland frogman or loveland lizard is a legendary humanated humanoid frog described as standing roughly four feet 1.2 meters tall allegedly spotted in Loveland, Ohio. In 1972, the Loveland frog legend gained renewed attention when when Loveland police officer reported to a colleague that had seen an animal consistent with descriptions of the frogman. After perpetrated sighting in 2016, the second officer called New Station to report that he had shot and killed the same creature the same weeks after nineteen after the nineteen seventy two incident and identified it as a large iguana that was missing its tail. According to Westerfield Guide to Cryptozoology, it all started in nineteen fifty five when a story surfaced about a traveling salesman heading down an unnamed road late at night. The legend claims that a man saw three figures standing on their hind legs across the side of the road about three to four feet tall, with leathery skin and frog faces. As original legend goes, a salesman, a salesman claims that he saw the figures controversy for a while until one of the frogs held up a wand over its head, causing sparks to fly the salesman to flee. That is all I have for the uh, Loveland frog. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Goodbye. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you. And uh, for those of you new, please go look on all of our socials. You can go to literallydisturbed.com and find all of our links to anything, any of our social media platforms. And we'll see you guys next week. Yes. Thank you. Bye.